Hello, hello everyone. Welcome or welcome back to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Ali Yaslin and I'm the host of this podcast. This week I'm so excited to be talking to you guys about something that I am personally going through. I feel like I have been going through for some time and I know I will continue to go through for the rest of my life in different phases of life and that is navigating gray areas and gray areas freaking suck especially when you're in your 20s and there are people all around you who seemingly have things figured out and when we have all this social media at our fingertips and we see people our age who are more successful or more happy or whatever have the things that you know we want for ourselves and maybe it's not even about that and maybe it's just about feeling content in the moment and just longing for that because I definitely know when I get in these gray areas where I'm just like all right what's going on where am I going what's next and where am I and I just truly feel so confused because I'm so confused about what's next for me and at the same time I can't really enjoy where I'm at because I'm so worried about what's next for me because it's so uncertain and having a certain level of uncertainty I think that we can all tolerate a little bit of uncertainty some of us better than others but once it passes a certain threshold in my opinion it gets to the point where it just sort of interlaces itself through every fiber of your existence and you can't really make decisions and you can't move forward and you can't be present without the reminder of that uncertainty always being there and it can get really really overwhelming to deal with and that's what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode and honestly it's probably not going to be that long of an episode but I give y'all long episodes all the time and I will spare you from hearing my voice for longer but I also don't really want to like beef up an episode or throw in a ton of filler just for the sake of it being a long episode I'd rather just get to the point with what I want to share with you all and give you all as much help as I can in as few words and as little time as possible, especially with subjects like this where it's like there's not really that much to say besides what I have to say. And I mean, I can give examples all day long and I can go on so many tangents with stuff like this, but I feel like so much of what I talk about is kind of interrelated at the end of the day. And I don't want to be redundant in any form. So I apologize if this episode is shorter than you were hoping for, but maybe you'll appreciate it being shorter. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But before we get into the actual episode, I want to start off with the quote goal and gratitude, of course. And my quote for this week is from Morgan Harper Nichols. There's a chance that I've shared this quote before in my years of doing this podcast. Honestly, that's the case with all of the quotes I share, but I try really hard to share ones that I don't think I've seen before. But this one by Morgan Harper Nichols is off of Pinterest, like I said, and it's a little short paragraph called In Between. 
and it says, in between where you are and where you want to be, there is endless, boundless peace. There is an opportunity to be still as you find yourself in the gap between the past and the future, knowing that this is a space where you are called to come alive. And it's okay if you feel uncertain here. You don't have to have it all figured out. You are free to take this moment by moment and see the wholeness of it all. Some things will be difficult. Some things will be easier. Some things will make sense while other things leave you with questions. But altogether, these mountains and valleys create a landscape where somehow through it all, everything finds its place. And I just really loved the imagery of this with thinking of the mountains and valleys that we go through and all of those in-between moments where, you know, we're going from a mountain to a valley or vice versa they do create a landscape and it's really hard when you're facing moments of uncertainty and you just feel really lost and confused with where you're at and where you're going it's hard to remember that that season serves a purpose in your life even if you don't know what it is right now and you can tell yourself that all day long but how often do you like actually believe it you know so visualizing it as a landscape really helps me realize that this is a temporary thing and I'm not stuck in it forever because when it's a feeling you're facing day after day and it's something you're struggling with day after day for a long period of time it can really start to feel like it's this permanent thing that's going to just be endlessly looming over you and that's not a good feeling and obviously that's not the truth but sometimes our thoughts can you know lie to us and make us think that things are more important than they seem or more urgent or just more permanent I guess in this case than they actually are so I really like this that quote for this week's episode and for this week I'm going to be sharing a favorite instead of a goal I just don't want to share a goal this week I'm literally so burnt out right now it's just not even funny I'm recording this episode on late on a Friday night because my parents are actually coming in town this weekend but I'm only going to see them like briefly this weekend and then they're going to stay with me next weekend and I wanted to go ahead and get this podcast episode recorded because I knew that I have a lot of other things to get done this weekend and that if I'm going to be seeing them as well that's obviously going to take some time out of my two days of the weekend and I didn't want to have like a slam-packed Sunday because nothing ruins my week like having a slammed Sunday and having to like record my podcast, finish editing a video and also adding something with family or something social on top of that and you know groceries and cleaning and laundry and all of that. It's just too much for me. So I really wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way and also so I would be able to maybe get ahead on planning for next week's episode so I don't have to skip a week because I definitely want to be able to film next or record next week's episode before my parents come and stay with me next weekend so I don't have to take the time away from them to record next week's episode but it's just been such a long week and I don't even know I'm saying all this but I'm just feeling so burnt out I don't know how you guys are doing but I'm just really trying to push through this busy season and I mean we're already almost halfway through March which is pretty incredible because I remember in a recent episode I was talking about like I'm so glad it's almost March and almost spring because I can feel the light at the end of the tunnel with busy season and this week was just really difficult because of I had to go to Austin for um, a like pre-interview social recruiting event for our potential future interns and I stayed overnight because I was there the night before to like go to the pre-interview social dinner and then the next day 
they had we had interviews all day and I didn't conduct any of the interviews but I was like the host so basically I went and got the person that was interviewing with us and walked them to who they were interviewing with but I was doing that while working all day and I like got up at like 6 30 on Tuesday morning no Wednesday morning when I was there wait no Tuesday morning because then everything was on Monday but um, I got up at like 6.30, or no, I started working at 6.30 on Tuesday morning, sorry, in the hotel because I knew I was going to have a really long day and that we had interviews from basically 9 to 5, so but with some breaks in between. But I knew that because we had all those interviews, it was going to take a lot of like actual work time out of my day for me to do my actual work. And it's a really busy time at work right now. And I was getting really stressed out because I just had like Monday, a ton of stuff hit my inbox. And I was like, holy cow, there's no way I'm going to get through all of this this week, especially with this event. So I just entered the week with like a ton of stress and it stressed me out even more having to like drive to Austin three hours on Monday night or Monday afternoon, be at a social for like two or three hours that evening and then have all the interviews that next day. So I had... I woke up early on Tuesday when I was in Austin and I worked at like the coffee shop in the hotel I was in for like an hour and then I went to the interviews and luckily I was able to actually like work. I had to step away like a million times for like five or ten minutes but I was still able to get a lot of work done which was so helpful but then I had to turn around and drive back home Tuesday night after all of that so it was just a really really long day and then Wednesday morning I started working early like I got up um at like 5 55 I think or 6 and I started working by like 7 so I could like catch up on stuff and I've just been getting on before 8 like all week because it's just been so crazy and I'm very exhausted and with all that being said um I just didn't really I was trying to like think of a goal and I was just telling myself why am I even trying to put that on myself right now I just need to exist I don't need a goal for this week I just need to make it through this week and that in and of itself can be my goal but all of that to be said TLDR or too long dead in lesson I guess TLDL (laughs) is that a thing um I wanted to share the favor for this week which I discovered while I was in Austin um on this trip while I was in my hotel and not that I had to tell all of that story to get to this point but I got some PR from Versed Skincare and this was probably a few months ago at this point like two months ago maybe and I've been using basically all of the products they sent me yeah literally all of them and they're now like a part of my routine <laughs> my skincare routine and everything But I hadn't tried out the, I think it's called Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm, and I hadn't tried it out yet. And I took it with me to Austin because I was like, oh, you know what? I should take this instead of taking one of my makeup eraser towels because those, you get them wet and then they take like a while to dry. So I didn't want it to be like packed in a bag and get all like mildewy or whatever. So I was like, I'll just take my Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm instead of a makeup eraser. And I hadn't tried it yet. Well, I took it to Austin with me and... The night of the pre-interview social, I only had time to like put on face makeup when I got to the hotel after driving in and before the event. So I threw on like some face makeup really quickly. But then when I got home, I or back to the hotel, I showered and I washed my face with like my CeraVe hydrating facial cleanser. And then I did the Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm. And oh my gosh, it has like this botanical eucalyptus spa like sort of smell and it just smells so refreshing and clean 
But then it feels so good. And I've used cleansing balms before and a lot of times they leave this um, sort of like sort of like how soap feels sometimes when you put it on like a body wash or a soap when it kind of leaves your skin feeling like you can feel a little bit of residue on it. Sometimes cleansing balms I've in the past that I've used before I've noticed that they do that and this one does not. It literally just leaves your face like silky soft and smooth and it cleanses so well and then I used it again on the next day when I came home after all the interviews. I did have makeup on on that day and I drove home and I had been in my makeup for like literally 15 hours at this point. It was absurd and I was ready to claw my face off because nothing frustrates me more than being in makeup that long. So I was like, oh my gosh, I need to take this off. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use the uh, Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm again. And I used it again, but I just used it by itself this time because I just wanted to see how well it worked with taking like off my makeup and I also had mascara on. And I wanted to see how well it worked without washing my face first. But I did it with washing my face first because I always hear a lot about double cleansing and like doing a face cleanser and then doing a oil cleanse, I think, maybe. I don't know. Or using some sort of cleansing balm in addition to a face wash. And I've never really tried that, but I felt like that's what I was doing that first time I used it. So then I tried the um, Day Dissolve Cleansing Balm by itself and it worked really well at removing my makeup and I even used like my cellar water on a little cotton pad after and there was like barely any makeup that came off on it and anything that was on it was like from my hairline that I missed when I washed my makeup off so I wanted to shout out that product and yes it was gifted to me but I'm obsessed with it and I'm obsessed with everything else they sent me I've been using the rich moisture cream as like my nighttime moisturizer and I'm loving it and the retinol like I balm stuff I love that I use it at night and they sent me like their little TikTok headband that's so popular and I always use that now I'm getting ready and I just love everything they sent me and there's one other product they sent me that I haven't tried yet but I will get to it but that is what I am loving right now so my gratitude this week I am so thankful that I get to see my family soon I it hasn't it's been a while since I've seen them and it really okay it really hasn't it's been two months but or a little over two months but it's kind of crazy because (laughs) I went from seeing them because I saw them in October November and December or really I saw them July maybe did I see them in July I don't know I saw them in August October November and no I saw them in September too because that was when I got engaged so oh my gosh I saw them every month like literally basically May to December last year with the exception of maybe July I saw my parents every single month which is crazy given the fact that we live you know 10 hours away from each other but it just happened to work out that way like with the holidays and I went home so much last year um, back to Florida uh, during the summer and everything so I saw them a ton (laughs) and then it's just like not see them for two months and it's like okay whoa and that's I know that's not that long but it feels long when you've seen them every month especially because I saw them for a long amount of time in November and December because of the holidays so I'm just really excited to get to see them and spend some quality time with them I always hate when TikToks like come up on my for you page and they're always like those graphs of the amount of time you like spend with your friends or your significant other your um co-workers and then there's one for like your pet and your parents and it's like little graphs of how long you spend with them over the span of your lifetime and to see like just how 
little time you get with them once you like no longer live in their home it's just really depressing so I am just really very much in the mindset of making the most of every moment I get to spend with them because it's really doesn't get to happen as often as I wish it did and you know time just keeps passing and the time I get to spend spend with them gets shorter and shorter so I'm really excited to spend some time with them but let's go ahead and get into this week's episode and I first wanted to say this episode is inspired by myself and my life right now but I will say I did see I had this episode sort of as a draft in the sense of I had the very like intro part of it planned and sort of just the gist of what I wanted to say planned but I didn't really know when I was going to get to recording it because I was like I really need to decide on the direction I want to go with this so then I saw a TikTok from JT Barnett or Barnett and he was basically stitching another video talking about I don't even know what the other video was talking about and it doesn't really matter what the context of the TikTok is because it really on the surface doesn't have anything to do with this episode but it inspired the thoughts I was having when I actually started planning this episode in more detail and he basically talks about how when we are going after something and we have a goal we end up realizing every time we go through the process of striving for that goal and reaching and then we end up reaching that goal we realize that it's not the goal and the end thing itself it's the process and the journey of getting the thing that you actually want to enjoy the most and that's something I've heard so many times but it's one of those things that sometimes you just have to hear things 800,000 times before they actually resonate with you and I watched that TikTok and I literally saved it in its own collection on my TikTok like on in its own folder and I'm not going to save anything else to it because I just want to be able to go back and reference it really quickly whenever I need to just snap myself into reality and I just thought it was powerful because we do talk a lot about how oh it's about the journey instead of it being about the end goal But I feel like when we have that conversation, the discourse is usually around the idea that, oh, the journey is when we learn everything. It's when we grow from our mistakes. It's when all the hard work's actually put in and then the end goal is just a moment. And that's all you really hear when it comes to that conversation. But he was saying it more so from the perspective of what we truly want and how we can for all our lives, you know, chase this end, some end goal or some amount of money or some career achievement or job title or whatever it may be, we can continuously chase after some end goal like that. But each time we reach those goals, we're never satisfied because we don't realize that it's, we want to, we want to be happy in the process. We don't want to, you know, have this long strenuous process just for this one moment And this one achievement that ultimately isn't going to satisfy us because we, what we want and what we're really going for is enjoying the process of getting there. And that's what really resonated with me because I've never thought about the whole discussion of the journey versus the end goal. I've never thought about it in that light, I guess. And it's not that it's 
obvious because it's not necessarily always true. You know, some people truly do really want that end goal no matter what it takes to get there and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. But chances are they're going to carry that mindset into every goal that they go for after that. And they're not going to necessarily feel that same way with every goal after that. They're not going to always feel like they can just go for it no matter the cost. And it was just a reminder that, you know, it's okay to want to enjoy the process. You know, some people are fine with suffering and taking on some amount of, I don't know, I guess you could say compromise and making sacrifices and really just not being on, being in your best version of yourself or being your happiest if it means you're going to achieve something at the end of it. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he goes on to say, you know, that it's not even promised at the end of the day. Like that end goal that we're going for, what does it even mean and what's the significance of it all if we do all this work for this end goal and that end goal isn't even promised because today tomorrow's not even promised or maybe we get to that end goal and we're not in you know we've we've run ourselves down to the point where we can't even enjoy where we're at when we reach that goal and it just reminded me that you know life is so short and why if if it's the way you feel why put yourself through so much just unhappiness I guess for lack of a better word for this situation why put yourself through so much unhappiness for some end goal that isn't even promised one in the sense of you're not promised tomorrow and two do you really and truly do you truly have a hundred percent control over the outcome of reaching that goal you know some things we have a lot of control over, like you may have 99% control over reaching some end goal, but there's still that 1% chance that something goes wrong and that end goal doesn't exactly happen. So, you know, what? what's it worth at the end of the day to go through all of that just for it to not even be promised? And I think that that is something that is so instilled, I believe, in our generation, but not so much our parents. Um, because our parents are very much under the mindset of, you know, you just kind of put your head down and you work really hard until you get to where you want to be because, you know, they were under the whole guise of working for an American dream and our grandparents and everything as well. And we're kind of at the point where we're just like, you know, kind of seeing the world as it is and not for, not through rose colored lenses, I guess you could say. And, I truly think because of that, we're in a position now as 20-somethings where we're seeing things as they are and we don't really know what the future is going to look like. And because of that, we're not as quick to just put up with things that don't make us happy and things that don't meet our values and needs right now in the moment for some sort of unpromised future event or end goal or whatever it may be and I think a lot of us feel that way and if you don't feel that way it's totally fine and all of this being said this is truly just my opinion and the way I'm kind of seeing things but I just I don't know I watched that TikTok and it just really made me think and I thought about it a lot over the last couple days because I want to say I saw it on Monday or Tuesday and 
I have just, it's been in the back of my mind and I've just felt it really, I don't know how to put it, but I really feel like it's just been like flicking my brain all week. Like it's just been there and I've just been thinking about it and just thinking so much about how it's impacted my perspective of my analysis, my perspective and my analysis paralysis is what I wanted to say. It's really impacted my perspective of my career and my 20s in general, but then also it's really inspired me to do something about my analysis paralysis that I really face when it comes to making decisions. And whether that's for my career or just for my life in general, I just tend to overanalyze everything to the point of doing nothing and just remaining where I'm at because I'm just scared of uncertainty and I don't do well with it. So... It's just really made me feel inspired to actually like do things for myself that make me happy so that I can enjoy the process and get to where I want to be and actually enjoy the whole time of not enjoy the whole time, but be able to enjoy at least some of the time and be happy in the process rather than, you know, just doing something just for something that isn't promised, I guess. And sorry if that's just really long winded and rambly but it just really struck a nerve with me and maybe it will with you too but definitely go check out that tiktok it's in one of his recent tiktoks so you can definitely easily find it from his page but i really think in our 20s we go back and forth so much in our heads because we make decisions you know we choose a city to live in or we find a job and we accept the job and it feels certain for a moment right but then once we start living out that reality for a little while and we're sort of just going through the motions of life, new decisions or new potential decisions sort of end up on our plate and we don't always necessarily feel like we know what decision to make right away. I feel like every decision I make in my life, it's usually a very overanalyzed process and I'm not somebody who's very, I don't make very rash decisions, I would say. And I usually think things through very thoroughly for the most part. And with that being said, you know, there's people out there who are the complete opposites. And with all of that, we all go through periods of uncertainty. For example, will this date that I'm going on with someone lead me to finding my future wife or husband? And what will tomorrow look like at work? How demanding is my new job going to be? Should I take the risk and start my own business? Should I buy this car? Should I buy this house? Should I get this pet? Do I move to a new city? Do I stay in my hometown? There are truly just so many decisions that can be made and are often made throughout our 20s especially. And they are things that are going to obviously have such a domino effect on the rest of our lives. And that's why I think that the uncertainty feels even more important when we're in our 20s because we kind of know in the back of our heads, okay, this decision that I make right now is going to have a domino effect on literally the rest of my life. And I know we tend to think of saying yes to one thing means we're completely shutting the door to all of these other things. And while that's sometimes true, I think it's important to remember that you can say yes to something and, you know, 
that other thing may not be it for you right now, but it may be at another time in the future or maybe some part of that thing will end up being integrated in your life now as a result of the decision you are choosing to make. And it really just comes down to perspective and how you see things. But I really just wanted to give three, I guess, mindset tips or things you can do to get yourself through the gray area and really help yourself build tolerance for uncertainty in your 20s. And this is something that I talk about with my therapist quite often because we know that I just don't do well with uncertainty and that's what leads to my analysis paralysis to where I can't make any decision or I feel like I can't make any decisions because I just don't really tolerate uncertainty and I have to be doing things to help build that tolerance for uncertainty because I can't live the rest of my life trying to avoid it by doing nothing because all that's going to come of trying to avoid it by doing nothing is me choosing to remain where I'm at and by doing that I'm accepting that I'm okay if you know I don't change anything like I I think that was a quote like two episodes ago maybe so related to that quote as well but the first thing is to remind yourself of the likelihood or probability of something you fear happening so a lot of times uncertainty is so scary because it's tied to you know we're uncertain whether or not something's going to happen and that something a lot of times is something that we fear and when we fear something we tend to dwell on the outcome associated with that fear and we tell ourselves that if we make a decision that exposes us to the risk of that fear coming true that fear absolutely will manifest itself and there will be no other outcome and of course this isn't true there are many different possible outcomes But when your brain is tunnel vision focused on the worst case scenario, you have to make sure you bring some rational thoughts back into the picture and ask yourself how probable it is that it will happen. I don't know about you guys, but all of my rationality basically flies out the window when I'm face to face with a decision that exposes me to my fears. And bringing probability in the picture has helped me feel much more calm and collected in the moment and really just confident as I make decisions rather than paralyzing myself into indecision because of telling myself only the worst can happen. And it's also really important to ask yourself what your fear and worry is telling you will happen because this gets you to a point of being able to actually identify what outcome causes those feelings of worry. And it's hard to work through any feelings of worry or any gray areas if you don't really have the outcome you're worried about identified. And really an example of this I can think of is say you are in a position where you are really wanting to change jobs or just change careers entirely and you are telling yourself that you cannot do it because what if you don't find another job or what if you don't like your next job and you end up having to be without a consistent income for a couple months, for example. And obviously this totally depends on the fact pattern with what I'm saying, but the example I'm giving you, say you are just in a really, really horrible situation at work and you just need to get out and it's not like you can just do interviews in your free time and wait until you find the right thing before you leave and you just truly need to get out. Because that very 
much so does happen for a lot of people. And say you're in that position and you're telling yourself, if I don't have a job, I will not be able to make make it by. Like I won't be able to make ends meet. I won't be able to pay my bills, etc. You need to make sure you're being rational with yourself and being honest with yourself because I know that in that moment where you're facing the uncertainty of, I don't really know when I'll get a job again. And it could be a few weeks, it could be a month, it could be three months, it could be six months. And basically, that uncertainty is telling you, you're scared of being in a position where you're financially vulnerable and you aren't able, you aren't really financially secure. And if you can remind yourself and ask yourself, how probable is it that I will not be able to actually pay a bill or my bills for this amount of time? And that is something that you can truly find like an honest, true answer to. Of course, emergencies happen and you never know when those will happen. And that's something that you can kind of create a cushion for when you're coming up with that answer. But you're able to sort of counter that uncertainty and that fear with, okay, I have an actual answer. And you can ask yourself, okay, have I saved money for a situation like this? Do I have, you know, an emergency fund to cover a few months of expenses for myself? And if the answer is yes, then you can tell yourself, you know, I can face this uncertainty because I've prepared myself for this. And in the moment, you know, we're freaking out telling ourselves that the only possible outcome is that we're not going to find a job for six months and that we will not have money to pay our bills. And if you just take it a step back and tell yourself, okay, no, I have saved enough money to cover my expenses for however many months. I have this degree. I have this work experience. As long as I am actively looking for and applying for and interviewing the jobs, the probability of that fear happening is not as high as I'm making it out to be in my head. And maybe that's a poor example, but I just wanted to try and think of something that I could relate to and that you know you all could relate to as well. And something that is very cut and dry, like, okay, there is an actual answer to this where I can tell myself, okay, I do have this amount covered and I can tell that to the fear I'm facing and, you know, make the fear a little bit smaller. And that's just really important for navigating any of those gray areas you go through when you're feeling really uncertain and just reminding yourself, what is the probability that this fear is actually going to come true? And reminding yourself that the worst outcome is not the only outcome. And those are two things that I struggle with so much. And I know I've talked about them before on the podcast, but I seriously year over year struggle with them and I can not tell myself enough how important it is to think of and remind myself of other outcomes besides the worst outcome. And the next thing is to ask yourself, are the gray areas as urgent as you're making them out to be? Or can you sit in the uncertainty for a little while, accumulate some knowledge and give up a little control and allow yourself to be patient? Anytime we're in a gray area, whether that's a time of waiting, facing an unknown, struggling to make a decision, etc. There is often this sense of urgency that we feel and we rush ourselves to find 
an absolute or find an answer when we don't always necessarily need one right away. Sometimes no answers or not having an answer is just as powerful as finding one and having one. For example, you know, not hearing back about a job for a ridiculously long amount of time that you interviewed for, or maybe you're trying to schedule a call with your boss for weeks to discuss your compensation and it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed aside. Those things are answers in and of themselves. Just because they're not yeses doesn't mean that they aren't valuable answers and valuable information. And what I mean by that is that sort of gets you out of that gray area because it tells you something you need to know and it doesn't always have to be something that is necessarily a hard yes or no. And the gray areas have a little bit of a negative connotation, I will say, but they're honestly the perfect time for you to just take a step back and see why you care so much about getting an answer and to evaluate if it's really as urgent as you're making it out to be. Chances are it isn't something you need to know or have figured out right away, and it's really just you trying to have control over a situation. And gray areas really can teach us to be patient and live in the moment and actually take the time to rationally evaluate our options rather than making sporadic and irrational decisions when we're rushing things to be on our own time just for the sake of being in control. You know, is there a way that you can spin the discomfort of the gray area to get yourself to focus on something else besides the uncertainty? For example, instead of spending your whole gray area and waiting and ruminating over all the things that could go wrong, could you instead divert your focus to some of the potential positive outcomes, some of which may even be absolute, and you're just ignoring that they're there until you come out of the gray area. For example, maybe you're about to start a new job and the gray area and uncertainty before starting the job is driving you crazy. You're obsessively thinking about projects you'll be on, whether or not you'll even like the job, what your coworkers will be like. Could you instead spin it to think the following and maybe just ask yourself, oh, I am going to have XYZ amazing benefits at this job. That's an absolute thing that you know to be true, which will make you feel better when you're in that gray area because it's something that is definite that you can cling to. Or you can think to yourself, you know, maybe I'll make friends out of those coworkers that I don't know yet. Or maybe I'll develop a new skill that's going to be really valuable and transferable to other roles. Or maybe I'll finally feel purpose in my job, etc. Just try to identify any potential positive outcomes that you can. And if there are any absolute definitive things that you know to be true about something that is on the other side of your gray area... 100% 100% remind yourself of them da- remind yourself of them daily and just make sure you are paying mind to them because when we're in those gray areas we get so focused on you know the what ifs and the worst case scenarios but if you really just take a second and dissect like what comes after that waiting period and after that gray area and ask yourself you know what are the potential good things that could happen what are like the domino effect things that could happen out of this and Is there anything that is definitive coming out of this on the other side that I can cling to that like does make me happy and is something to look forward to? Because that will really help you get through the gray area. And even if you can't think of anything that's definitive, you can 
just spin that worst case scenario mindset and just think of the opposite even of all of those worst case outcomes if you're really, really struggling with getting yourself through the gray area. Because sometimes it can feel so overwhelming when you're facing uncertainty and you just really feel like there's no clear direction at all and you just don't even know what's next. Then take it a step back even further because maybe you're in a period of uncertainty and you, you just don't even know what's on the other side of the uncertainty. That's like a whole other level of uncertainty. It's one thing to be uncertain during a waiting period when you know something's about to come or about to start. But if you don't know what's on the other side of your uncertainty and you're just overwhelmed by that, just and think of the things that you are telling yourself in your head that could go wrong as a result of this uncertainty. And think of the things that you're scared of and that you fear. And those are indicative of things that you care about and things that you value and things that mean something to you. And granted, you may be making them to be more meaningful in your head just because you're in a period of uncertainty. But if you're really, really struggling with getting through the gray area and you don't have a definitive that you can cling to that's on the other side of the uncertainty, definitely just look at your fears and ask yourself, you know, what would be the opposite of that worst possible outcome? And then tell yourself that best possible outcome is that that's just as likely to happen for you as the worst possible outcome is, honestly. Like you can, it can go either way and you don't necessarily have 100% control over that. And it will just sort of remind you to move through the gray area and not just sit there and get stuck because we can definitely get stuck when we are dwelling on those worst case outcomes, especially when we don't know what's on the other side of all of that uncertainty. And last but not least, don't wait until you have an answer or wait until you're through a gray area to be present, choose yourself, be grateful, or be happy, and really anything else along those lines. If you wait until you are through a period of uncertainty or until you've you know, achieved a goal, sort of like the TikTok I was referencing earlier, or until you just feel more comfortable to allow yourself to be in the moment or to make decisions for yourself or practice gratitude, that's just a sure way of setting yourself up to never truly be happy with who you are and fully accept where you're at. And you don't wanna get in a cycle of doing that just because it will be really hard to break and Honestly, it's something that I know I've talked about a lot on the podcast when I've talked about contingent happiness and saying, you know, I, I, okay, I'll finally be happy once I have this job or I'll, I'll finally be happy once I have this amount of money saved or whatever it may be. And the same is true for periods of uncertainty and gray areas of our lives. We tell ourselves, you know, okay, once I'm through this waiting season, everything will be great and I can, I'll finally be able to feel confident again or I'll finally be able to just feel myself or feel happy. And yeah, maybe things are hard right now, but don't just like completely write off the moment and not allow yourself to even try to <laughs> have that happiness or feel confident or whatever it may be in the moment. And another thing I think that's really big is we wait until we wait to practice gratitude until we've like reached the other side, whether that's the other side of uncertainty or we've reached our end goal. A lot of times we forget to be grateful along the way and practice gratitude along the way and just 
be thankful and it's honestly such an important part of our journeys and our processes as we go through gray areas because you don't want to only recognize the good and you don't want to only recognize things when things are going good because it's important to pay mind to the good the bad and the ugly and be able to identify gratitude in seasons of uncertainty and in times where you know things aren't feeling as great and confident and you're not feeling as confident in your direction and I know I struggle with this a lot because I find myself a lot more likely to practice gratitude when I'm in a good mood and when I can really feel like things are going well for myself and when I don't feel like I'm facing a lot of uncertainty but when I'm facing a lot of uncertainty I'm typically dwelling so much on the negatives that I don't even take the time to really appreciate any of the positives and it's just kind of messed up because it just sort of keeps you in that mindset of only paying mind to the negatives and if you're wanting to get through the gray area like I said and you're wanting to really like switch from that worst case mindset to imagining the best for yourself and believing the best for yourself too you need to be able to practice gratitude in all moments and if you're only practicing gratitude when things are good you know you're just not really setting yourself up in the best position you could be in because if you were to practice gratitude in the times when things are hard, you are basically developing that habit and you're exercising your brain to see the good and to focus on the things that aren't so negative and that will help you get through those gray areas because that's exactly what I was talking about in my second point when I was talking about you know spinning it to think about the good outcomes and the definitives that you're looking forward to on the other side of a gray area. If you practice gratitude in your low seasons or in your seasons of waiting, you will set yourself up to be in a position where you can find, like really identify the positives and believe them for yourself when you're in a gray area, when you're doing really, really bad and you're just like not doing well at all, or when you're in a great area. And it's important to be able to do that and all of those seasons of life and not just one. So that is everything I have for y'all in this week's episode, just talking about navigating the gray area in our 20s. And I don't know, it was kind of a little bit of a jumble of my current thoughts and how I'm feeling lately and like my current perspective of a lot of things along with just how I'm feeling and how I'm sort of getting myself through the gray area. These are things that I started working on this past week and telling myself and really just trying to instill in myself since I heard that TikTok because I was like okay this is really striking a nerve with me and like I just really need to make sure I'm taking like actionable steps to help myself get through this period of uncertainty because now I can finally you know say I'm not somebody that wants to just deal with being miserable or unhappy just for a unpromised end goal and now that I like know that and I fully believe and accept that for myself I want to do things that help me get through my period of uncertainty that I'm in now and doing these things that I just talked about are the things that I will be doing they're in my pocket for me to work on so hopefully they could be in your pocket too for you to work on as you go through 
any change or waiting seasons or just periods where you're just feeling really lost and confused at what comes next or with where you're at. So I hope this episode was helpful for y'all. Be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. It's just at In Bloom Podcast. And follow me on Instagram too if you want. It's always in the show notes. And if you enjoy my content, I upload uh, YouTube videos every Wednesday as well, or at least weekly if it's not on Wednesdays. And yeah, so definitely check that out as well. But I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you all next week.